month we are in our month of regularity we are running through the word of god to rekindle in us one very dimension of the nature of god it's a very liberal god and that's what we've been doing for two sundays now and on thursday we had an elaborate teaching on the same subject. So we are here this morning to look at some other dimensions of this very, very important subject in the life of the believer. And we believe that as many as are watching us today and those of you who are here with us in this hall will allow your spirit to catch the spirit of the word of God to make you better than you came in the name of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we thank you because you are present with us here. We thank you because your word is life and alive. We bless your name because it finds expression in the heart of anyone that receives it. Let the light of dominion go forth and strengthen your people for greater heights. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So far, we've done some general introduction to the subject of regularity. It is more extensive than just mere giving. We have established certain parameters. The emphasis has been on um, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 to 26. And we've taken time to teach on those scriptures. And we have shown the dimensions or the dynamics of the blurity. We have established a lot of issues from scriptures. And it is important for us to now begin to illustrate or begin to pick some of the things one after the other and get them properly situated. This morning I'd like to teach on that subject within the framework of a case study, a story, someone who practiced what we're talking about and what the person stood to gain. Uh, we go to Second Kings, Second Kings and uh, chapter four. Second Kings and uh, chapter four. Glory to God. Amen. All right. Yes. Can we read this together with your face mask? You can still read what you see on the prompter there. Just um, let's read from verse one as we see it over there and we'll jump some other verses and then go to uh, from sorry uh, from verse eight please verse eight verse one is a different story verse eight shall we read let's go
Yeah, so let's, let's stop at 10 over there. We will continue with the rest later. Um, take note of certain important highlights. This story here, the, the, the steps that this woman, this Shunammite woman took, are very precious to me. One who loves God looks for how to serve God. He looks for every opportunity to seize and use that one to serve God. One who is a kingdom-minded person is not waiting to be told what to do. He is always expecting to see something that needs to be done. And then he goes into it. Liberality should be in that light. That you are not told to do, but because you are consumed by that nature of God, you look for how and who to attend to. And that's very, very important because I will strike a little difference between her story and that of the widow of Zarephath who had been instructed to do something. Hallelujah. And I, I believe God that every kingdom conscious person would want to go this way. So when you see a person who is in need, you don't need any protocol. There is there's no need for protocol. Okay, okay, I want to find out if I should be the one to attend to that person. You should be the one. That's why you saw the person. The fact that your eyes saw the person means you are the one to attend to that person. There are many people who pray for whose, whose um, needs are in our pockets. And, but that, let's join hands and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, remember your son today. God said, what is the problem with you? What you are talking about is in your pocket. Put your hand there and give it to him. Let him go home with joy. Every kingdom-minded person has this attitude of always nosing around to see who to bless and what to do in the kingdom of God. It's, 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 it's a sign of maturity. A sign of what? Maturity. You are matured in the faith. You are not looking for a platform where you do something and then people will clap for you. No! That's one significant thing about this story that I want you to understand and imbibe. And listen to me. Those who operate in secret are always in amazement to their colleagues. They operate in secret. They see a need and they move to do it without consultation and they do it with joy and go away people don't know when they sow so they don't expect anything coming to them but they kept on sowing when men were asleep by the time the harvest will come to be like a dream to people how come where did this man get this thing from? When he was sowing, he was sleeping. You are looking for the emulation of men. That men will praise you and tell you how powerful you are. How good a Christian you are. 
That's just like something I said when we were introducing the month of intercession. People who take intercession as a lifestyle in the kingdom receive rewards that people can't understand because they lay their life, their time, and their convenience down for the welfare of the kingdom and of some people who are in need, who are in trouble. For the peace of nations and communities. But instead of talking about the community and saying that they like fighting too much. Okay, that statement, what will it, how will it help the people? They like fighting every time they fight. Is that the issue? What is making them fight every time? What can you do about it? And then you tell yourself, this issue, if Christ should enter into it, it will end. And so I'm setting my aside two days to, to uplift these people in prayer and ask the Lord to intervene. You are not talking. You are working. Mature Christians don't look for praise. They don't. They don't look for praise at all. They don't want to know who is seeing them. But there's someone who sees. Hallelujah. There's someone who sees. And so you are an usher. You, that one you have been given an assignment. But even that one is having a problem. You have a problem with it. Because when you come to sweep or you come to usher, there's nobody around. And every time I'm the only person. I'm the only person. I'm the only person. If you want to understand the danger of that statement, I'm the only person, go to Elijah and ask him. Ask Elijah. That statement will always lead you into embarrassment. He said, I'm the only person. And God said, who told you? I have this huge number of people there who are not about to bow. I wish I were there to see the face of Elijah. You should be the only person doing what you are doing. And don't mind the other person. Anyone who will do that person, do it. So don't stand there and say, nobody comes. We want to see, nobody came. How big is this place and the entire compound here? That when you come to sweep, somebody must be around. They are supposed to be here, but they are not here. And you are here. What made you to leave your house to come to this place is what should motivate you to do the work and do with joy. Singing. I read a story of a young lady from one of Young Cho's writings who was anxiously looking for a partner. She was given to service in the house of the Lord. The pastor told her to give him an idea of the kind of person that she wanted. And she did that, wrote everything down on paper. One of her usual rounds of service, sweeping the place. A young man walked in, greeted her, asked her about something. And one question led to the other. And eventually, he turned out to be the man that God had sent to her. They look at the prescription 
that she had provided before, and it was just that. A teacher who loves music, tall, this height, and all that. And that's exactly how God did it for her. She was busy serving God. So when you are into liberality, you don't, you don't do it. You do it expectation, but you don't do it placing a demand on God that my service is tied to this. How much do you know about yourself? How much do you know about the program of God for your life? Between you and God, who knows you better? You are not doing a shower job. You know what a shower job is? When a wife demands money from a husband before she allows the man to have sex with her, that is proper ashawo. You get angry. You'll be having problems. There are those who stay by the roadside. They are shouting to people who are here. But there's one who is inside the house. And will place a demand on any time the man won't meet her. That person who is said to be a wife and the other one who is on the street, what's the difference? All of them are trading with sex. That's all. So you are doing something for someone. Don't expect the person to now become your appendage. Become a slave to you. Every time this good thing that you did to the person is what you are using as a trump card to put the person under control and in subjection. But he cannot breathe, he cannot talk. You always want to remind the person where he was and how he was before he met you and what he has become today. That is not liberality. That is business. That is what? Yeah, because you are looking for a reward here. I told you that time the reward of men is a handful. And in my life, I've not seen anybody's palm that is about four times mine. I had a brother whose palm was very, very wide. But it wasn't up to twice of mine. Can you imagine this, your small hand, your small palm, full, and the palm of God, full. Which one do you want? We say that he has the whole world in his hand. This is the palm. That's where the whole world is, including you. It's in the hands of God. So if he uses his hand to carry something and give to you, would you have a place to store it? Think that way when you are into acts of liberality. You are standing in the place of God to uplift somebody, to make somebody's life better, to make a situation better. To make the church better. To make the kingdom blossom. To carry the word of God everywhere. You are a partner with God. Liberality makes you a partner with God. And as I said earlier on, you don't have to be told. You must look for it. Hallelujah. How many of you wait to be told when to eat? That you woke up in the morning, somebody had to call you. 
hello sis he said ah daddy how are you i'm fine have you eaten this morning please remember to eat remember to do what to eat and then there'll be a, a smile and then a giggle on the other side i just finished one i just what who told you to eat i felt hungry when you are hungry after the things of god nobody tells you to do them hello right so the woman said this man who has been passing through here the way i see him sensitivity the way i see this man he is a prophet of god the man did not go to announce himself as a prophet like we do in these days don't you know a man of god that's one statement i don't want to hear let people see man of god in you they don't sell it don't announce it let them see it they will look at you and say this is a man of god hallelujah praise the lord she told the husband maybe the husband hadn't seen anything <laughs> but this one saw this man is a man of god let's do something to help this man's business She will cook food and give to the man. That was the beginning. Add water. That was the beginning. And then later, she had deeper revelation as to what to do to help this man. And tap into the rewards that will flow from heaven. That's one thing we don't look at. When a man of God is hungry, the reaction from people is that he's the one that said God called him. If God called him, let him feed him. God will use people. And maybe you were the one that God was going to use, but you rejected it. He will surely get other people. Surely. He will definitely get people to do that work, and then you miss out of the blessing of God. Sensitivity. Now, it says in verse 9, Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God. Not just a man of God, a holy man of God, no. Incidentally, it's the charlatans that people give to. They are holy men of God. And the ones that people run about, they run after to give them all manner of things. And they tell them stories. Lazy believers who don't want to know what God is saying. But want to hear what men are saying. Lazy believers who cannot study God's word. Lazy believers who will not want to grow and groom themselves into maturity to be people who will be a blessing to others, but who are always dependent on men of God. So they go everywhere. After this service, somebody will just go to another place, go live here. Those people, these people, if you go there with water, even to drink, they will say you are looking for something. So keep them somewhere, maybe around this place where those people are over here, those kiosks here gallon of water because from here water holy holy water why don't you tear your bible and put it inside the water won't it be holier but that's what we do one day i said something and people were pained but at the end of the day after the service somebody came and told me he was doing that 
after the service, they go to villages, outskirts of towns, to enter one hut that's like prison yard. You know, in the prison, when you want to enter the yard, you've got to bow. Don't you know it? Have you gone to prison before? Okay, you've not been imprisoned, but you've gone to a prison yard before, a prison house. I have searched though. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the advanced countries they don't do that, but you have to bend. That's where they go to. They go to bend into one house and see a man so dirty. The environment is very dirty. And he called the person Nana. <laughs> Nana. Oh, Nana, but you know what Nana is? Grandfather or grandmother or whatever. Nana. Be here to me, any sika. I need money and power. And the man sitting down there is one helpless person. One what? Helpless person. Vulnerable person. A man who has nothing to offer. But because you have gone there as a prayer, he will take you up. So with all the tongues that you speak, I told them, I said, you walk from liberty into imprisonment. You came to this hall full height. And now you go to bend to enter a place and call somebody, someone who is not in your class. Oh, I dealt with them today. You know, when I, when I want to say things to make you change, I make it so painful. You, even when you are asleep, you will remember and wake up. And people were shouting. Okay, at the end of the service, a person came to my office and told me where he's been going to. And so when I was talking to him, I see if I was following him one, the last week when he went there. God was following you. He was watching you. Instead of sitting down to grow, you can sensitive to know when to do acts of liberality and when not to do. We are so weak. So weak. So fragile. Indecisive. We flow everywhere. Anywhere. Because you have a problem, you must go and sell yourself to people. I'm not talking about uh, um, infidelity or anything. I'm talking about selling yourself, your body, your conscience, your mind, everything to somebody and say, this is me. Do whatever you want to do with me and let me get what I'm looking for. Sell your entire body to that person. The person imparts into you demon spirits. Is there anybody as powerful or more powerful as your God that you cannot walk in his ways and see solutions to your challenges? The woman says the man regularly passes around the area. He said, let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be whenever he comes to us he can turn in there and so the man agreed good man good man and then the man of God started having a place where he could rest conveniently and continue his business things became better for him the fatigue reduced 
the anxieties reduced. There was much more convenience in the pursuit of the vision that God had given to him. And then one day, he had a spiritual urge to bless the woman. And that's what I know that every one person here who is serving God with all of his heart or her heart, a time will come when God will remember you and bless you. We, 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 our labor of love can never be in vain. That's what scripture says. Call his servant, Gehazi, come here. What do you think this woman will need? And Gehazi is a very nosy person, so he had already known the woman hadn't got a child. And he told the man of God, the man that the woman doesn't have a child. So the man of God gave a word. At this time, next year, you'll be carrying your baby. The woman said, I've heard this word over and over again. Don't lie to me because I know that I've gone beyond the stage where you can give birth, where one can give birth. So just save yourself. Don't let it look like what I did for you is what is making you talk like this. When God speaks, situations change to make what he said come to pass. Hello? When he speaks, when he says it is well with you, Whatever is not well with you responds to the question, the issue. It is well. And they change. So our present state is unimportant. Your age is not a factor at all. Because from all my search in the Bible, I have never seen giving an age ceiling that when you get to this point, you cannot be blessed. When you get to this point, you cannot own a house. When you get to this point, you cannot have a husband or have a wife. A 56-year-old woman who had never known any man, a virgin, had been sitting in the congregation of Pastor Kumuyi. 56 years kept herself waiting for the visitation of God and the man of God lost his wife unto the Lord and it became very necessary for him to marry. That's a few years ago. How many years ago? About five years. And the Lord showed him that woman. This one has been preserved. 56 years. How many years? Got married. Excited. I have not done a follow-up to know what has happened there. But I know, I know someone in the 50s also who gave birth to a child when everybody had, hello? How many? 68 year old woman giving birth. God doesn't have age ceiling. So don't rush because you are now 38 and nobody has come to marry you. And I say, okay, dear baby, I'm a fan, sir. Just keep on serving your God. Engage yourself in the acts of liberality. Keep on serving God. Keep on ministering to people. Keep on attending to the needs of people. Just keep on doing that as a great ally of the Most High God. And at the appropriate time, He will remember you. And when He does, it will be as if you have never grown to that age. 
Abraham walked with him. And at a very awkward age, the man was giving birth. What, 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 what fascinates me and something that annoys me is that after, he, I, <laughs> after Sarah had died, hmm, the man was 125 years old. He married. Another one. And gave birth to five children. Where was medical science? Where was uh, Papa Post and Menopause? So, in your service, in your acts of liberality, don't close, don't give limits unto God. Don't do it. Leave him. Next year, about this time, you have a baby. The woman doubted everything. It didn't matter because God has spoken. And it happened just as she was told. And then short time, like, what happened to that? Do this at this time, kind of God. Goodness or wealth is not just in money. It is in total well-being of a person. And this woman put the child on the bed of the prophet and told the husband, I must see the prophet. What's at this time? At this time, why? So it is well. It is what? And went to the man of God. The man of God saw the woman coming and she, he sensed that something was wrong. She said, the Lord has hidden something from me. The woman told her story and he sent Gehazi. Gehazi had a different spirit. Go, greet no man on the way. Carry this my staff. This authority. Go. Lay it upon that child and bring him back to life. Yes, he went. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say it, but I suspect from his behavior, what we saw later about him, he must have been holding the, the staff. See anybody? Latest prophet in town. I tell you something. Look, on my way back, I will minister to you. Your challenge will go. He went there, polluted. Nothing happened. Until God eventually, using the same man of God, brought that boy to life. Because of time, I will not be reading. Because from here, we may have to jump to chapter 8. This woman was there one day. God told Elijah, there is going to be a famine. Go and talk to that lady. Tell her to leave this land and go to anywhere she wants to go to. A person who is involved in sincere liberality, a dimension of which is ministering to men of God, that woman became one that God has put in his program. There was going to be famine, and God remembered because the acts of that woman were speaking. Speaking speaking for her. And then the prophet went and told her, leave this land and go. Go to anywhere. When the time is due, you'll be called back. And she left. Left all her properties, everything. And the farming stayed for how many years? How many years? Check chapter 8 for me. 
I want to be exact. Glory to God. Yeah. Seven years. And the woman returned. And by divine instruction, all the fruit of her land, everything was given back to her. Seven year period of fruits. I don't know who ate the fruit. But everything was given back to her. So she had an investment, a savings of seven years of production. Because of acts of liberality. And this is your time. It is my time too. Let me tell you something. Men of God find it very difficult to talk about things like this because of the reactions that come from the followership. A man you cannot trust, don't, don't sit at his feet. Hello? A man you cannot trust, don't sit at his feet. Otherwise, lift your eyes beyond the man and see the God that you are serving. Why? What you are supposed to do for the kingdom because of one person. So I'm not going to do. This man, he has been eating our money. I won't go and add this one to, to it now. After all, he has what to steal. Let him keep on stealing the one. We have had all manner of comments. Some of the comments come in forms of uh, questions. People come to you, say, I, a friend of mine asked me this question, and I couldn't answer. Pastor, what is really is the matter? <laughs> check, check, and check very well. Look into the man and see. That question came from him. Not from any friend. Because they are suspecting you. So men of God don't talk about, when they talk of giving, most of us don't talk about giving to men of God. But I've chosen to do that one because if I don't, it will be robbing you. I'm not saying that because we have not been talking about it so much, you have not been a blessing to us. You've been a blessing to us. But I need to let you know that it's scriptural for you to do so. It's scriptural. It's scriptural. Very, very important. Very important. Now, because God cannot appoint his own, no matter what happens, he will feed his own people. But you won't get blessed. That area of liberality is an area that helps you a lot. If you check 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 20, believe in the Lord your God and you will do what? Be established. After you have been established, believe in what? His prophets and you will do what? You will prosper. Unfortunately, people who say they have prophetic ministry think that scripture is for them. There were no pastors in those days because the prophets who were receiving from God and giving to the kings and giving to the people
So your prosperity, your prosperity is also connected to the man you call your shepherd. And Apostle Paul says, when we give you spiritual things, is it wrong for us to demand physical things, earthly things from you? It is not. It's very critical. We'll look at that one another time. I'll be the same person who teach it. Praise God. I'll be the same person. I'll teach it. At my age, I don't care about how people think about me. It's not important. I no no. I'm old though. Sixty-six is not jokes. Very soon, sixty-seven. Very soon, from few months from now. So, what you say about me is not important. The things that have hit this body, this body you are seeing is a deadened one. If it is God, I will say it. Be angry, insult me. You will say, "Come back to me." Hello. It is your responsibility to ensure that the animal that is helping in the threading of the grain be fed. One of my bishops that I served under came to my station one time and, and said, don't be deceived by the size of this man. He still needs food to be strong, to be a blessing to you. If you want his anointing to increase, you serve him, give him food. <laughs> Do you remember that person? Bishop Boyman. He said, make sure you give him food. And your brothers are here. Some are not in the church today. They are at home. There are people living around you in the house where you live. There are people in your office who are in need. And you eat and have surplus and throw away. Where is your sense of liberality? Should they come and beg you? No, they shouldn't come. Sensitivity. This person is in need. The least you can give to the person. Ask some counseling to it. And see the person make progress. Anytime you see that person, you become excited and you give thanks to God. For using you to be a blessing. I pray that the Holy Ghost himself will give you understanding. I always trust him to incubate this word. Anytime we read and hear. Or hear. And make the thing real to us. That woman became a memorial. Just like one other woman. Who attended to Jesus Christ. Jesus said. Wherever this gospel is preached, this woman will be mentioned. And from those days till now, the woman is mentioned. And she'll be mentioned until Christ comes again. Just one act of liberality. May you find a place in the consideration of God that when challenges are coming, he will single you out and show you a way out. Because you have become so relevant. You have become what? very relevant in the kingdom he must also preserve you the branch that bears fruits he prunes so that it will bear more fruits 
be a person who is into giving and when you are giving remember the men of God who are feeding you spiritually those who are grooming you spiritually remember those people too it is very very important very important it's very important very important if you ignore your pastor here and you have another pastor somewhere that you you give your tithe to check yourself and see the kind of person that you are whatever your pastor is preaching to you here it doesn't matter you carry your your tithe to another person or your your seed i'm not saying don't sow into the lives of men of god so cast your seed everywhere but the one that is feeding you the one you turn around come for counseling when you have challenge that's the person you call pastor pray for me pray for me pray for me but you have somebody else that you go to to go and give things to because you have, you don't place value on what you have let's change our attitude but let every step you are taking in this act be from your heart be what from your heart cheerfully done and then you will see what the lord will do for you thank you god bless you for allowing us to talk to you this morning and remain blessed and lifted in the name of jesus christ rise to your feet and give thanks unto the lord the macedonian assembly first give themselves to the lord and then they could give their gift to him without any hindrance if you are here this morning you have not given your life to jesus christ i'd like to ask you to do same because that is the beginning of the journey anybody here this morning or you are hearing me you are listening to me you are watching us this morning you've not given your life to jesus christ I'd like you in a moment to just in your heart accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior and then pray with me. Make this confession with me. Father, I thank you that because of me, you sent your son to die. He came, he died in my place and took away my sin, my sickness, and my diseases and made me to become your son. Today, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. Jesus, have your way in my life. Thank you for saving me. Amen. This simple prayer will not change your height. It won't change your color. It won't change anything about your physique, but has changed you eternally, making you a child of God and giving you salvation. The Lord place his hand afresh upon your life and show you which way to go per time and make you relevant in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.